Hello. Hello, Merlin. How are you? Hi, Dan. It's been so long. It has been a very long time. It's so good to be here with you again. It's so good to be with you. It's <laughs> been at least a fortnight until I've had the opportunity to hear your voice <laughs> here over the headphone cans. So how are you doing? Laid upon my ear holes. <laughs> it's been summer, am I right? <laughs> yeah. It's summer, man. I know. Oh. School starts on Monday and I'm pumped. Yeah, we have school starting Monday here too. Huh. I always feel like we uh, get those at different times. Yeah, we usually have, I think, historically, and now we're finally synced up on that. Everything's coming up Millhouse. I like our teacher. She's got some high-quality kids in her class. And uh, I'm pretty pumped. Yeah, my boy was excited and uh, to see a bunch of kids that he knew, friends that he had. Same with my little girl. She she liked everybody, but he was especially glad because I think there's two of his friends are in his class. So That's really good. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, gosh, fourth grade, right? Yeah, gosh. it's hard to believe. I, I mean, know. it's crazy, actually. I know. It's, it's, it's nuts. But we... Um, we had a nice daddy-daughter day yesterday. We went to the zoo and we picked up many, many uh, supplies for class, which I happen to really enjoy. Yeah, I remember you mentioning that you enjoyed that whole process, the organizational getting of goods and things like that. Well, you know, when I started making my, uh, my website back in the day, there were elements of that that were a very easy fit for me. Certainly the Mac stuff, but also just the you know kind of what i have come to disparagingly call productivity porn but i just love office supplies man that's my porn you just put me in a big office supply store and i'm happy as a pig in poo yeah i know what yeah, i know exactly what you mean but those things are going away we've had like three two or three office maxes i think yes close close down and go away very recently well i mean i guess as with so many things that should not be too surprising to us but um you know, even at uh, a pretty good above-average Walgreens, uh, not our terrible Walgreens, but a, 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 a nearby-ish Walgreens, like you still don't get the same kind of selection, you know, that you used to. And you could do that online, but, you know, I like to support my local uh, businesses like a Walgreens, you know, locally owned businesses, you know. I was in a, a true original <laughs> shopping mall for the very first time over the weekend, I, I it's been it had been a while since you've been in one. Yeah, we have we have some outdoor sort of style malls here where the stores are outside. You're outside, you park outside, and you walk up to the store strip mall. Is it, is it one of those slightly fancy every come in from outside malls? Yeah, a those very, are usually very, the nicer malls. It's the Boca Raton Town Center Mall. Oh, the Town Center Plaza spot. Yeah, and this mall was always nice, but in the years that I've been gone from Boca, it has. Really gotten really, really nice. Like every high end clothing store and jewelry store and uh you know, Cartier, Rolex, I mean everything is is there. And it's very, very high end. And I was walking through the mall and I think it was a Wednesday and it was completely deserted. There was yeah. almost no one there. And this huge, sprawling, expansive expensive space with beautiful architecture and tile and everything and it was just it was just empty i'm sure it gets busy on the weekends but, but it's it is really it is really shocking it's like the old way it, it it was like this is the way things used to be and it felt like i was walking through history in a weird way yeah i'm totally with you i have had the same experience uh actually i think it's a pretty interesting topic i mean um there's at least a couple parts to it because it's always two things with me. One is that I just – I don't have much need to go to the mall anymore. And I'm trying to think about why that is. There's one company who, whose name begins with an A that I think accounts for a lot of it where like I am very much in the habit of like I'll talk to the dingus or I'll <laughs> punch up my phone and like there's stuff there the next day that I needed and I don't have to go and like talk to people, uh, which I really like. But by virtue of the fact that I do so much of my shopping in a different way now, my normal reason to go to the mall is because I have to go to the Apple store where I do have a reason to like get something fixed or to pick up a, an iPad case or, or whatever. Or, you know, we go to the Trader Joe's that's at that mall and we end up popping into the mall. But I agree with you. The, one, the thing that really shocked me, the second part that really shocks me is uh, 
they're, they're trying to keep a, a game face, but I don't know about your mall. And if it's an outside mall, like I say, I, I think there's still a lot to do with the big fancy mall, yeah. but the like run of the mill, like slightly above average mall that's a t- your generic two story with you know a food court and escalators. Wow. They're, the brave, they're trying to keep the brave face of everything going normal, but there are so many empty places in ours. The one we go to near us, the one we go to downtown. And they kind of try to make it look like there's a store there, you know? Like, you remember as a kid, it used to be like, hey, the Limited's coming. And like for two months, there'd be that big, big box. <laughs> right, right. They'd put a big box in front. front of the store to say, hey, there's this thing coming. But now there's like a whole floor of the big mall downtown that's like the mezzanine where Santa is and there's some fancy restaurants and it's right below where the movie theater is that we like to go to. But man, it's like every time we go, it feels like there's another place that's gone. There's more and more little kiosks popping up, like phone repair things, but fewer like uh, retailers of any kind. It's really, really strange. Well, and the other thing that was weird to me was, you know how there are usually those little kiosks in the mall? Yeah. Well, this one was so high end that there were very, very few of those. The ones that were there were, you know, were more expensive. Like they had one that was iPhone and Android phone cases, but they were made out, all made out of wood and they were all like carved or laser stamped with different things. And then, right. of, of course, there's a there's a fidget pin, a spinner uh, stand or whatever sure. you'd call it. And my son, of course, is like magnetized toward, toward this thing. And, oh, is he is he on board with the <clears throat> Oh, absolutely. And he's like, "Oh, look, they they got the Captain America one. They got the Captain America one." I said, "All right, well, let's find out how much it is." And he's like, "If it's between five and ten dollars, will you get it for me?" And I was like, "Well, you know, like that's, three, a, that's a good way to phrase it. That's a very persuasive." They're uh, three, ask. They're three dollars on Amazon, so maybe you know. So he said, "You know, he's like, well, I." Will you ask him? I don't want to ask him. I said, sure, I'll ask him. I said, how much are the fidget spinners here? He said, all of these in this section are $24.99. What? And I looked at him. I I almost thought he was kidding. Yeah. But he wasn't. And mm. I looked at my boy and he just kind of rolled his eyes and started what we just started walking away. We didn't even say anything else about about them and for fun i pulled it up on amazon i found the same one for 5.99 so i i mean the identical captain america fidget spinner and it's just so weird that that he and and you know what i bet he i bet he sells them i bet they sell at that price because it's such a high-end area that to the people who can afford to live there i feel like you know my Five ninety nine is there twenty four ninety nine? You know what I mean? So I, I guess so. But you know, this is um, one of our uh, famous reckons, uh, which is shoes roughly from the area that I'm sitting on right now. But uh, I think it's a, <laughs> it's a it's another instance. I think like malls are the CBS of retail, where you know you take something like CBS has kind of become like a whipping boy for this. But like you hear somebody like Tim Goodman talk about this and CBS is this very reliable, like Tim Goodman's advice to CBS is keep doing what you're doing, man. Just keep, keep cranking out those shows that people who are 58 and older, like, because that's who your demo is, man. Like, don't try to get too cute with your CSI cybers and stuff, unless that really is what appeals. Cause you know, I mean, I'm not how, how, I'm not sure how great of a go forward strategy is, but you look at the average age on all kinds of things. I think the average age of an NPR listener is something like 58. It's something bananas. But I think that's the case with the mall is that, you know, it's, it's aged out of being interesting to people for much more than a place to hang out and get a coffee. Right. Where you go when you need to, but I, I don't know if you're like this, but if I didn't have a nickel to my name, we'd still go to the mall. We just go walk around and see people, sure. see and be seen, smoke cigarettes. Like, that's what you do at the mall. <laughs> right, of course. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to overstate how important it was to find different places to be seen smoking at a certain point in life. Uh-huh, yeah. But um, but on, I think – so what I'm trying to get at at length is I, I think that's what you're seeing. You're describing really well there is that – I mean, there are still places. There are still places where you can take your Mac or PC to be repaired that are like freestanding 
Mac and PC repair places, sometimes with an actual Apple in the window. And you're like, man, that's so crazy. Yeah. But that's somebody's. It's like John's dad with that pilot where he would just go fly out to go talk to the pilot for a while. They get it. You get an attachment to somebody. And I bet that's what that mall is. It could be that's where you go to buy gifts. It could be there. Maybe there's one particular retailer that you like there. But I mean, I don't know. I'd love to see some numbers on how many people under 30 number of visits to malls by people under 30 now versus 20 years ago. Yeah. Cuz how would you even measure that given how few malls there are and Well, and this I is this was the mall that I went to as a kid all the time and it it has changed a lot. I you know, I remember when most of the stores in there were m- more or less accessible to me except for like the couple department stores that just had, you know, clothing that who who wants that? But Right. Now everything everything is like super high end and as a little as a kid, you know, a, an early teen kid, I wouldn't have known what to do in any of those stores. I'm also remembering I'm thinking of god what was the name of a mall? I can't even remember. It doesn't matter. But the mall malls in my whole youth had several things in common. It was unusual for them to be two stories, uh excepting the Clearwater Mall, which uh was I think one of the first major uh, two-story malls, but it's all usually a one-story affair. You'd have an anchor store at either end, right, of this like like an eye shape almost. Then in the middle, you'd have two anchor stores, usually your big anchor stores. But like you'd have like a Penny's at one end, a Sears at the other, right, Montgomery Ward, right. something like that. In the really old malls, you might have a Pantry Pride, but you'd have those anchor stores, right? And then I just remember always feeling like there was frequently at least two of everything on the opposite sides of the center, so we would have like a Camelot and a music bar, right? There'd be a Walden Books and there'd be a B. Dalton. Usually, I think for right. obvious reasons that usually the bookstores, it seemed to me, were always at the far ends of the mall, the opposite far ends of the mall. And then as you get toward the center, you're getting more near, near the nucleus. And that's where you get your Orange Julius. You got your Chick-fil-A. And, uh, and, but, but the thing the thing through all of this up till today it's still astonishing to me how many shoe stores there are in every mall. Because, I mean, clearly this is just an ex- another example of like where I'm way out of the zeitgeist, but I have no idea how you could have so many retail workers in a place where there's five more of that same thing in the mall. You know, and now, I mean, again, I mean, what, what do you, where do you even go to buy a CD now? I'm, I'm not being glib. I, I'm not, I honestly don't know like where somebody in the suburbs, is it like a Sam Goody type thing? Like where would know. you go to buy music? Yeah. I don't know. As far we, as the books, there's one Barnes and Noble at a mall near, kind of like six miles from our house, but you, you just don't see the big bookstores anymore. And we used to have a uh, Specs Music. Oh right, Specs. Remember Specs? And then in, in mm-hmm. Orlando, we had a Peaches. I don't know. If Love that was a, Peaches. They yeah, burn okay. incense. Yes. <laughs> Go in. They got Pure Prairie League posters. <laughs> they got they got different kinds of incense. They got those cool crates. Yeah. Oh, I love Peaches. And outside, they always had those giant like images of the cover of albums. Those were so cool. Peaches was really cool. But yeah. it feels like a bygone era now. It really did. I, I was walking through there, and I was like, you know, like to, to my kids, this is a foreign concept. Like we still have here in Austin, we've got the Domain, which is the outdoor, the nice outdoor mall. Uh, and they enjoy going to that. But the idea of just having these huge, huge buildings that are air conditioned and everything's mm-hmm. enclosed with the big food court, that's gone. I mean, I really – are new ones being built, do you suppose? Or, uh, are there people who are like right now breaking ground on a new I, indoor I would mall? Be su- I would be super surprised unless it was something that was very unusual because uh, I feel like I remember even in the 90s there was a phenomenon that started. I remember back in Pasco County – I go back to visit my mom and you would see unfinished malls. Like you would see malls that oh, got partly sure. built and then they would be, it would become like all swap meets and flea markets and I don't know, clan rallies, whatever. <laughs> but like you would just see these malls were like, they had to find some like secondary use for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I remember that we had one of those too, come to think of it. Well, the mall, the big mall downtown, which is owned by the Westfield chain, uh, when it opened and I want to say whenever the first Spider-Man movie came out, because I don't know if they were owned by Sony or they had a huge – maybe they just had a huge relationship with Sony. No, I'm sorry. Not Westfield. I take it back. The Metreon. When the Metreon Oh, opened, yeah. I remember – you probably walked by there. You've gone to I've been in. Jilly's. I've been in the, you've been to the, Jilly's. The, you've been to the sushi place probably. And the Sony store. 
That's exactly right. So I think there must have been owned by Sony. That must have been. I'm sorry. I conflated the two big malls. Uh, no, but I remember when I first moved here, I was like, man, this is so baller. They've got this giant place. And back then, Sony was still kind of cool. Like Sony still was like what I thought of as like pretty good like video cameras and audio equipment. And like if you had, if you had the, the money, they would make a really good TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you would go in, you'd have to go like balls deep on the Sony ecosystem title. Oh, yeah. Because like once you're in, like, oh, you need this different memory card for the camera. You, it was all different. And if you had a VIO, of course, we all oh, how we Mac users laughed at the VIO. Yeah. Oh, the VIO. What? It doesn't have a CD? It doesn't have a CD uh, ROM in it? Really? Really? You got it comes extra? <laughs> and now I have a MacBook adorable with one port. But, uh, but there's an entire Sony like superstore inside. I remember there's a giant inflatable cool ass. Let's see if I can find a photo. Inflatable Spider-Man clinging to the side of the building because Spider-Man, a Sony movie, was going to be opening there. And now and then, I mean, it's gone through several transformations. One of the first ones was, yeah, guess what? The Sony store closed. Do-do-do-do, closed for a while. And then it became basically like a flea market. That's not a good sign. But yeah, it's just such a different way of, you know, how people, how people roll now. I mean, it's, I don't want to get into too much old man stuff, but there's so much stuff that was like a fact of life for young people for at least half a century that my, my kid has just no cognizance of. You know, the physical media thing, the most physical media that she deals with is video games. I don't think she's ever caused music to be played in a player with physical media. I'm trying to and think if my kids are either. I mean, it, she wants a record player because her friend has one. She really wants a, like a record player. But I mean, you just pull up, if it's mom's phone, you pull up Spotify. If it's her or my device, you pull up Apple Music. And that's just, that's just how you do it now. Anyway, crazy stuff. Last thing on the Amazon, we got, I want to hear about something you like. We got to keep this one kind of bright and tight. Yeah, I like that. To do. That's good. We got a lot to cover. Yeah. Um, but, you know, one, I'm struggling to find the news story here, but supposedly now, uh, the big haha headline from everybody is that Amazon, I don't know exactly how this is going to work, but in two pilot cities now, you can like place your order and just go pick it up right, in, right at a location. Right. So I guess it's near like where a warehouse facility is. And of course, everybody's quick to say, oh, ha ha ha, Amazon just invented the physical store, which is ridiculously short-sighted. No, what Amazon did was built an entire infrastructure of changing the way that we think about things and bringing the entire thing down to now you can actually get it faster than you could. When's the last time you walked into a store, even a good bookstore, and got exactly the book you wanted when you wanted it? They always say, oh, we'll order it for you because they can't keep all the things. But you know, Amazon, I, I, my suspicion is, based on things that I can in, unaccountably get in two hours, is that they must use a lot of really smart algorithms to figure out what people are very likely to want. Yeah, that's not, the, not that's just the genius cables. about it. Right, 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 yeah, right, right. Being able to say, we have a feeling that people who live here are going to order these kinds of things and we can get it to them really, really quickly now. And it's not just yes. about saying what is the closest place that we can ship it from. It's the fact that it's already there. It's already there. They knew you were going to want it. They knew when you might want it. And, and there it is. If there's, I mean, like, I would not be surprised at all, and actually not disturbed, to be honest. I would not be surprised at all to learn that it takes a look at stuff that people have looked at, stuff people put on a wish list, stuff people have put into a shopping cart. And I'll bet you there is a surprising Pareto principle where you could go in and say, well, it would be really worthwhile to have these two, two of these notebooks in stock all the time because somebody's going to want it eventually. Right. You know, it feels like this one thing kind of started with Google, but it feels true and true all the time. It seemed really smart to me when people started saying that Google seems like it's really all about search. But when you go a little further, you realize that all their money is in ads, but that Google's really about scale. Google is a company that makes scale. And you think about Amazon, that seems like that's kind of what Amazon does now is they make scale. Yeah. Now they're threatening to go into ticketing, which I think would be pretty great. I would love to see those ticketing companies go away. But, you know. Ticketing like about concert no, tickets for sporting yeah. events. That, yeah, yeah. And they got, I'm reading a reading something here about uh, Home Depot's uh, declining earnings because apparently Amazon's eating their lunch now too. Yeah, but. I mean all of the 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 old. There was a movie I was watching not that long ago called uh, Slow West. Have you heard of or seen of this movie? It's sort of like an independent yeah. western. Okay. I'm not recommending it or not. I'm oh, just okay. saying I, I was just watched it. And in this movie, there's a little scene with what I guess is a outpost style general store and it's just one well, it's got guy. Fussbender. Yeah. I love him. Yep, he's in it. Uh and uh 
so in, they go into this one little store where there's just this, you know, old text type guy in there running it. And, you know, like that's that's how things really did start is that you had a, a person who built a little dwelling of some kind and they probably lived in the back and they had whatever stuff they could get in. They, they got some of it and you bought right. what was there. And that's the big difference. Now, even when I am buying something in a store physically, I think, well, could I could I get this cheaper on Amazon or would it, you know, because half the time I think to myself, well, if I get this thing and it's not right now, I'm going to drive back to this place to return it. Whereas if it's Amazon, I don't have to drive anywhere. They'll handle that. And all the yeah. conveniences that come with, you know, shopping at these online places that this it just seems like such an antiquated way but of course as my mom was quick to point out she said well i still like to shop in the stores because i like to uh look at things and hold them in my hand and have that tactile experience let alone trying on clothing but you know she she was just saying she likes to be able to go and pick something up and hold it in her hand and look at it before she decides if it's something that she wants to buy or not I think that's totally sensible. I mean, I think that's definitely true with certain like. But jeans, do you think I, our kids? Do you other than clothing? Do you think our kids feel that way? I don't. I think I think there's going to be. We're already probably well into a paradigmatic change in how you think about your relationship with um, with things like that. Like you know, like there's certain kinds of like restaurants we go to in the neighborhood where we have a very good relationship with the people, and you know they say hi and they they greet my daughter and maybe let her pick out some candy like you know there's still nice things like that that I'll I imagine I'll always use mostly um but no I think that's I think that it is paradigmatically different if you think about well, it's probably too deep to get into but that your relationship with those objects and those people is is so entirely different I'm also linking in show notes to a really good um, it's a rerun of a of an episode of Planet Money but a really good Planet Money on the history of Costco which they're calling here the anti-store, where they actually took shopping and made it harder and why it works. It kind of turns out, but I thought it was really good. Well, that's a harder how? Or did, well, would that be the, spoiling It started the... out as something called Price Club, which is actually started by a guy whose last name was Price. And he wanted to create a store Kind of a fortunate for... name for <laughs> Isn't for that, that amazing? Yeah. There is no Bobby, Bobby Costco, though. Um, but he started Price Club, and basically one of, one of his employees left and started Costco, and they eventually merged. But the notion behind Price Club, which failed initially... 1976 maybe was we want to make like where do retailers buy or where do like where do people who need wholesale stuff go is there a place where they can just go and pick stuff up and so we want and so but long story short they go to remote locations where the real estate is really cheap they don't they, they for many years did not spend hardly anything on promotion they still don't give you bags you still got to like go find a box to put your stuff in right they they have and the, the interview with the guy the Costco guy is actually fascinating like there's a reason there's no signs up. He does not want signs up. He wants you to go up and down every aisle and find stuff that's interesting. Can you find every kind of carrot juice? No. You can find this kind of carrot juice and buy that much of it because that's less stuff. Everything on their shelves is stocked by a forklift instead of a person putting up a can at a time. Right. I just thought it was really interesting. It's one of those things that hides in plain sight. The Costco experience, which I like, even though I buy most of it online now, uh, I just thought it was really interesting to hear the background on like how you – become and, and and also the Costco sells more than Amazon like by a, like a large margin I had no idea I did that. not know that but the one of the the nut graph in some ways was um and this is somewhat reductive but the idea is that it seems like you would want a customer who comes in once a week maybe even ideally every day and spends a little bit of money but there are costs associated with every visit to the store for the store including the time it takes to ring that person up the you know how busy the parking lot is going to be and the, and the nut is they would rather have somebody come in once a month and spend $400 than come in four times a month and spend $100 it's actually much more profitable and so by doing it the way that they do they want you to come in and buy tons and tons of stuff tickle your buying bone and get you to where you will try getting 13 gallons of carrot juice just cuz it seems like a good deal <laughs> well the the thing i think that set costco apart for me was it, they always had really high quality stuff. They might only have one kind of carrot juice, but it's very, very good. Mm-hmm. And it's, whereas if you went to a regular grocery store or, or uh, store like that, you might find five kinds of carrot juice, but you wouldn't necessarily know which one to get. And 
that might make you have that dilemma of having too many choices, right? The, the, right, the paradox right, right. Of, of choice is that we have too many choices and you might wind up not getting any carrot juice. But if you're at Costco and you say, well, yeah, I'm, I might like carrot juice. And, well, it's $8, but there's like 12 gallons of it. I'm, you <laughs> right. know, I'll, I'll try this one and you get it and you say, that was pretty good. And maybe it wasn't the best one, but it certainly was above average. And so the next time you go and you say, we need some coffee, you know what? They have coffee here. Let's try this coffee. And you get it. And you say, yeah, we've got enough coffee now for two months and it's, it's pretty good. So that's kind of part of, I think, what brings, it keeps bringing us back to Costco is that, yeah, you can, you can, you, you're, it's kind of helpful in a way because it reduces the number of choices that you have. Totally. If, if you want they, the dish soap, they've got the dish soap and that's it. Do you go it. to Trader Joe's? Do you have Trader Joe's? Yeah, we've got those. Austin? Sure. Trader Joe's used to be, when I first started going to Trader Joe's, you would still get stuff like Pirate's Booty. You would get like branded stuff. But over the years, they've really moved to having their own brand of everything, mm-hmm. usually with a very dumb pun in the name. But they've got their own brand of everything and there's one of that. So – Think about this, though. Like, you know, you say, like, okay, I want to get, uh, like, their famous sauce aisle. They have a really outstanding sauce aisle. Mini, mini sauces. And you want some tikka masala sauce. It's like, guess what? There's one kind of tikka masala sauce. It's made by Trader Joe's, and it's always in this one area. And they're not – and they're making the dough on that because they're not paying the outsized prices to deal with uh, other people. But also that's going to create brand loyalty because you go, oh, let's go to Trader Joe's. They have that tikka masala sauce. And right. now take that. Think about how many SKUs. You have per square foot at Trader Joe's. Boy, I'm suddenly a huge fake business douche. But think about how many SKUs you've got per <laughs> square foot at you Trader Joe's. Because you said SKUs. <laughs> well, you know, SKUs per square foot, which is a thing I think I just made up. But like they have so many different things available. They put out this amount at a time. They got the free samples, et cetera. But like they have a, a very diverse selection of items and a very undiverse amount of choices for each item, mm-hmm. which I think is really smart. You go to their frozen section. Like you have to like look – you can't just kind of go like, oh, yeah, these three giant cases are ice cream. No. You've got to go and very carefully inspect. They put out exactly the amount that they need. I don't know. That's uh, some of the shifts. That's our business corner this week. I'm back to work. <laughs> Dan, 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 you've got to please tell me about something that you like. I'll tell you about something I like a lot. It's Eero. Oh, I love me some Eero. Eero started to build uh, the Wi-Fi that they had wished – that they'd had in their own homes, a fast, reliable connection in every room and the backyard for that matter. And in February 2016, they introduced the first Eero home Wi-Fi system, which brought the idea of multiple access points placed throughout your house to consumers for the first time. They were the first people to do this. And since then, they've been, I guess they've sold hundreds of thousands of these things and they've made them a whole lot smarter. They've made them even faster, even more reliable, tons of software updates that all happen automatically. And now they have this really awesome second generation Eero system, which I have been playing around with in my house. And uh, it's, I can tell you, it's really awesome. They have this little thing called a beacon. So the, the um, I, I won't call them extenders because that's not the technology behind there. It's building a Wi-Fi mesh. But if you're familiar with the concept of an extender, that's like a smaller unit that, uh, that goes in different parts of your house. Well, what they've done is that all, their whole system is based around that. And like I said, it's a mesh system. So instead of having one main station that's broadcasting really strong and other ones trying to grab onto it and extend it, it's spread out evenly. So it blankets your whole house with really, really fast Wi-Fi. And, uh, and these things really, really work. Everything is fast. The software is incredibly easy to use because it's a really nice app for, you know, for iOS or for Android. Uh, It's just great. You don't have to worry about how to configure these things. You don't have to worry about updates. They automatically update themselves. Uh, The the new generation, the second generation product has a third five gigahertz radio. It has tri-band and it is twice as fast somehow as the first version, which was much faster than anything I had had up until that point. So really, really cool. Uh, and you can go and get just the single, uh, a single one based on the size of your house. You decide how many additional beacons, how many additional pieces you, you need. So you don't have too much. You don't have too little. You have just right for your house. And Eero itself will help you figure out where and in what room you need to put 
uh, one of these beacons to get complete coverage. It's really cool. Of course, they've got WPA2 encryption. Uh, they've got great customer support. You usually can get a hold of somebody within 30 seconds. And these are experts, and they understand pretty much everything about making your Wi-Fi network the best it can be. And uh, I love these things. We've got one now. And, and my, my little tip, pro tip, and you already mm. you, you did this pro tip the last time, but I think it's worth mentioning again. If you already have a Wi-Fi network, create a new one, but pick the same name and use the same password for it. And then you won't have to try and figure out which of your wireless devices you have to go and fix and, and reprogram. My family didn't even know that I replaced our wireless network. That's exactly no how, how you wanted to be. They came home and it was it was totally seamless. They didn't even know. They're like, "Why is everything so fast? Why is everything so fast? Everywhere I go, it's almost like there's a mesh network." That's right. <laughs> don't, don't 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 talk down to me. <laughs> For free overnight shipping to U.S. and Canada, go to eero.com. That's two e's e e r o eero.com, and at checkout you pick overnight shipping, and then when you're in that checkout process, you put in the code back to work one word, and it will make that overnight shipping for free. And that's, uh, speaking of ordering things online, this is the best way to do it. Eero.com, select overnight shipping and put in the code back to work and that will be free. And we appreciate it. And this is a wonderful product that I'm, I'm happy to say that I use and, and really like myself. So thanks very much for supporting the show, Eero. Buck, buck. Co-signed. Yeah, here's the irony. Here's a way to tie it all together. Um, I don't really need it, but I wanted another beacon. Yeah. And it's just that I didn't see it available on Amazon, so I haven't bought it yet. <laughs> but, uh, no, the Beacon thing's been great. You know what else is cool? I love that it monitors your – this is – sorry, this isn't, they didn't tell us to say this. But I opened it up this morning because I do this compulsive thing where I periodically like to just go in, see if anything weird is on the network I don't recognize, which I can, of course, block. But I also like to just go in and make sure the internet speed is still good. So I went in and I like to like run little speed tests like a good boy. And I went and, and like an hour earlier, it had all, already automatically run a speed test to let me know that everything was working well. <laughs> That's so cool. So great. Thanks, Euro. Um, can we do a little bit of odds and sods and some follow up? Yeah, let, let's do it. This is a, this is a quickie. Um, I, I want to promote I, something. I, are you? Uh, yeah. I also wanted to say we don't. Maybe we can do it in the next episode if we don't have time. But we got some really good uh, feedback too that I have here uh, that we could do. I love it. I've got a total of. So should we should we uh, open the curtain a little bit here? Yeah. Part the kimono. Yeah. Uh, so we haven't recorded in a while. So we are as we record this right now. It is. Friday. It is Friday. What, 18th? Yeah. Jiminy Christmas. I know. Friday the 18th. And we're going to actually record two episodes today. Okay. Uh, So I've got a total of four pieces of questions from listeners, and I've got some various follow-up. But uh, I think we'll have time to do it all. No, we'll get it all done. Um, I wanted to promote Ungainly X-Men Meetup number 18. 1-8. Wow. Jiminy crackers. Ungainly X-Men meetup number 18. You come out to Two Cats Comics in West Portal here in San Francisco. 320 West Portal Avenue, San Francisco, 94127. You come out Thursday, September 21st, about 7.30. You come and you hang out, and we have some fun. These things are so fun. If you're around, I'm announcing it early because it is scheduled, and then you know people will, will at me if I haven't announced it enough. So I won't beat this to death every week, but mark your calendar for Thursday, September 21st. At 7.30. Two Cats Comics. It's a fun thing. You come out. We talk about comics. We talk about other stuff. And, uh, and then we go have a drink. And it's a lot of fun. And, and, and go support your local comic shop because they're a godsend. Thank you, local comic shops. And like I said, I, I think people should, just like Fight Club, I think people should start their own local chapter of these things. They could even happen at the same time in the local city. It seems like a, like a Live Aid thing. Maybe yeah. I could take the Concord between different ones. Yeah, and that way, and if people already had these things established, whenever you roll into a new city, you just you just show up in one of these things. And it'd be basically like, you know, Carson walking or doing a walk-on on uh, Letterman or something. Yeah, come out with my own desk. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. the little folding. <laughs> I, I love that bit. Mm. Uh, yeah, so anyway, that's on the calendar. Yeah, I, I, I would encourage this. If you want to have a meetup, you don't need me there. You don't need me there. Do, is there an official way that they can get a sanctioned chapterhood? That's a really good question. Let me think about it. Last time it was really great. My friend Todd from Star Wars came. Oh, yeah. It was really nice. TV, right? TV. TV Ziri. Yeah, he came out and it was really nice. And we had a really good time. And so anyway, I just want to mention that. 
And, uh, you know, go to your local comic shop. I put the link to uh, Two Cats Comics. You know what else? Let's put it back in there. What's the LCS Finder site? What is that? Uh, local comic store. Apparently, I'm looking for Cisco devices. That's not what I wanted. <laughs> comic Shop Locator. You go to comicshoplocator.com, and that will help you find a, um, a locally owned comic book shop in your area, which is a nice thing to support. What did I promote this time out? Every time I update this page, it's at merlinm.com slash meetup. You can get details about this. I should have said that. Unstoppable Wasp, Volume 1. That's a lot of fun. I got Fantastic Four, Volume 1, the one with uh, Fraction with the FF in it. And Uncanny X-Force by Rick Remender. Nice. Yeah. What's the guy's name? Opeña? Oh, I love that guy. Love that guy. I don't know who that is. Oh, so uh, is Jerome Opeña? Go Google Jerome Opeña, O-P-E-N-A. Let's see what you find. Coming up. Opeña. Looks like he is a comic book artist. He is a comic book artist. And I love his style. Oh, some very cool art. This is another <laughs> example of where like, I love the pencils, but I really, whoever did the colors mm. um, and inks on this, this is really good. It's really violent, but it's very good. It's, you get, uh, you get, you know, X-Force, no spoilers, but X-Force is like the, uh, we don't tell Scott about this. We're the X-Men persons who go out and do stuff we can't tell the, uh, the good. We don't tell Storm and Scott oh, about Oh, right, this. sure. You got Deadpool. Uh, you got, uh, what's her name? Not Domino. Who's the cool one with the crazy outfit? What's her name? Um, you got Psylocke, Deadpool, Archangel, Phantom X, who's a super freak. And, uh, of course, you got the Wolverine. Old, yeah. old Man Logan? No, no. This is New Man Logan. Okay. New World Man. Much like the Rush song. <laughs> oh, boy, look at that line work, though. That's got a Moebius kind of quality. Those little nicks and dots. Look at that. I can nail me a Moebius a mile off. Nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're a pro. Well, sure I am. I can eyeball that. Pepsi Challenge that man. So thank you very much to Two Cats Comics for supporting comics. You had, did you put this in here, the link to Mailinator? Did you want to, somebody was giving us advice on fake email addresses? Did you put that in? Yes, I, I believe I must have put that in. Um, so that's tell, an interesting. Tell the nice people about uh, Mailinator. Mailinator. And I think it's Mailinator. I got to Mail-inator. mail Okay, so this is a very weird and interesting concept. This has been around for a long time. I've used this. Uh, you have? Folder I've never yeah. used it. Tell, well, maybe you should tell what oh, I haven't is. used it in years, but the idea was when we all first became aware of and sensitive to the harvesting of emails for various purposes, uh, if memory serves, let me just go. Mailinator is a place where you can go in and say, here's my real email address. Now generate a... I'm not going to say nonce because I get in trouble. A one-time or one-use disposable email address, as Wikipedia calls it. Right. Yeah. And so then you can have a way to not give out your actual email. You're creating essentially like an alias, right? Yeah, you're creating an alias. But what makes this different from just going into like Google Apps or your own email server and creating an alias is it allows you to create the alias without having to actually do anything. You just... Create one, and then email starts flowing into it, but you don't have to make an account. You mm-hmm. don't have to do a login. Uh, the email just goes there, and then when you want to go look at it, you just type in that email address, and it checks it for you. It's already receiving the email, in fact. You don't have to do it first. And you would say to yourself, well, wait a minute. That's not private or anything. Anybody could just type in that email address and they can see the email that's coming in. And the answer is, yes, that is correct. It's supposed to be for like true throwaway emails that you don't want anyone yeah, if to, some place really is making use. you, if some place is making you enter an email address to get something that you want, this is an email address that is not your actual true email address. It's not your true name. Right. Uh, and it, but it's an email that still works. You can still receive stuff there. Oh, they say they have hundreds of domains that point to Mailinator. I want to see that list because the one they mentioned here, spambooger.com. <laughs> oh, my God. Show me all of the domains. Mailinator. I think if you domains. reload the page, it'll show you some of them. But that one is zippymail.info, sendspamhere.com, mailinator.net. Can I give you a few? You ready? This is not my real email.com. That's right. Trader mail, very real email. Zippymail.info, Bink Mail, Bob Mail, Chammy, Devnell Mail, Let Them Eat Spam, 
Oh, I like that one. Really my mail at reallymymail.com. Recon mail, safety mail. Send spam here.com. So get this.com. Spam here, lots spam here. Please spam this, please. Streetwise email, sure mail.info. Thank you to Nocturnal Geek on GitHub for that gist. Yeah. Beep boop, putting it into notes. Um, Dan, did you want to tell me about, is it too early for you to tell me about another thing? I'd love to hear another thing that you like. I can tell you about a little thing I like to call Formstack. Formstack. Are you familiar with Formstack? I know they make forms and you can nominally stack them. I went and looked at it today. (laughs) Forms have become like a a crazy business because now Google's getting all crazy about like what you can do with forms. They're getting all paranoid. I'm getting these emails all over the place about I got to upgrade this because if you have a form on this page, burp, burp, burp. Yes. I mean, and this is the thing. If you have customers, if you have clients, vendors, even employees, listeners, whatever it is, you want to collect information one way or another from these people. And it's it can be pretty hard to do that and hard to manage the information once you've collected it. This product, Formstack, makes it so much easier to do that because you want to get responses from people in a timely manner. You want to get the right kinds of answers from people. And you might want to make changes to the the form or the questions that you're asking later on. Formstack does all of this stuff. You can create beautiful branded forms that look like part of your company, part of your website, and it only takes a couple minutes to do this, and then you can collect data really, really easily. They've got uh, you can you can use forms that are pre-built, like they've got event management stuff, lead generation, internal data collection, customer feedback, surveys, payments, donations, employee onboarding. I mean, you name it, you can do it with Formstack, and it integrates with a lot of other systems. They've got a long list. I'll just read a few of them: Salesforce, Mailchimp, uh, PayPal. So you can do like. Uh, payments and stuff like that. You could do routing via APIs. They've got web hooks, all of this stuff to make you get to your goals faster, to collect the data faster, to be able to change it even faster. And if you're one of like, if you're working in healthcare or whatever, they're HIPAA compliant, they've thought of everything and it's, the interface is easy to use. It's super easy and fast to, to get this. That's stuff so cool. Up. That stuff is a minefield. You do not, oh, that's like doing your own breaks. Don't do it. Let somebody else handle that for Don't you. Do your own breaks. God, never. Ugh. Form formstack.com slash back to work. Go there, formstack.com slash back to work. You'll get a free trial and you'll receive a promo code that will give you 25% off your first three months. This is a wonderful service. The next time you need to collect data of any kind, go to formstack, formstack.com slash back to work. Save 25% in your first three months. Thanks, formstack. Thanks, formstack. Buck, buck. Well, we're going, uh, Getting a lot in, but you know we gotta we gotta watch our time. We um, why don't we do a little bit of our feedback? You want to hit me with a feedback? Yeah, let me. Uh, I got a couple of them right here. Let's see. This is a weird one. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do the weird one first. This is um, this is we we're not allowed to say uh, the person's name or. Oh the, my god! Is it the one about the domain? Yes. Oh Jesus, Dan! Do you not want to do it? Should we do it? No, it's fine. It's, it's just I, I had to read the email. <laughs> I, I don't read email very well. I had to read it like three times <laughs> before I understood why the email existed. <laughs> I kept thinking, wait, 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 is this is this a C and D? What, uh, huh? <laughs> okay, here's the email. Uh, we'll just say from listener M. Gentlemen, yeah. oh, you've already said too much. I've said too much, gentlemen. Sort of legal, sort of interweb related question. I have the domain blank.fm. That is, blank will be the name of a company that everybody listening has heard of. You just say example.com. Example.com. I have the domain example.com. Again, please do not say this and use a made-up company. I'm working on a big project about example. About a year in, that will take a few more years. I'm sitting on this domain and only redirecting it to my podcast site because it seemed like the least nefarious and honest thing to do. When my project is finished, I will use example.fm and hopefully it will be good enough so that suing me or the associated company would be bad PR. The whole thing makes I me... Hope, I hope this person is contacting a lot of people besides us, including some lawyers. lawyers. Oh, my God. The whole thing makes me a bit paranoid, though. Should I redirect it to example.com or leave it blank? If I'm not using it, then I'm worried I could be a squatter. 
and they'd have terms right. to break my legs, etc. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts or experience with these or similar matters is much appreciated. Stay great. Listener Thank M. Thank you. Thank you, listener M. I don't know. 10 or 15 years ago, I would, have, I would have had lots of really crazy ideas for what to do with it. My advice today is just, ah, don't. Don't. I don't know. That's my advice today. It's I, not very interesting. But like, why? There's the potential benefits of this for you are so surpassingly small versus the risk of putting your hand in the giant's mouth. I totally I agree. I, I just don't. I don't know what they're they're thinking or hoping to do well, here. Well, there was a time, I mean, and there have been people, I have friends who have done various kinds of domain name, buying, selling, arbitrage, and, you know, like any of those things, it's a long game. It's kind of like owning an antique store. You just hope that somebody comes in who wants this particular, like, antique bidet or whatever. <laughs> but, like, that has changed so much. Domain... Domain names are still very important, and getting a good domain name that you can really, you know, use and be proud of is a very important thing. But with that said, I think the need to go out and buy every iteration of the part of the TLD that's not the suffix. I'm, I'm using these terms wrong. Okay, so if you have, you know, like, you you go out and your company's going to be called Example, mm-hmm. and so you go out and buy Example.com. Right. Well, there was a time when you buy Example.com, .org, .net. Dot whatever. Well, mm-hmm. first of all, you know, do you really need .io and .xyz and .xxx and .chauffeur or whatever? Like, do you really need all of those? Because people don't use their location bar the way they use, say, Google. Like, there was a time when, like, you wanted to be – if somebody went in and typed in example and hit enter – and you were on, say, at that time, I guess, Explorer, you would hope that that would you know, land on your site. That was extremely valuable real estate. I used to work for a company that owned the plural version of a very common noun. And basically, forgive my saying, it's been you know, 15 or more years now, a lot of the success of that company just came out of the fact that if you typed in this common plural noun, you would land on our site. That was where a huge amount of our mm-hmm. value came from. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think that's true anymore. I think people use Google to find stuff now. Yeah, and if you I don't know, what you, do you think? I totally agree with you, and I mean, I think I mean having a cool domain name is still cool, but it's not necessary. It's not necessary to be successful. Um, having a website is more important than having a website with a very cool domain. And I don't. I also, you know, I mean, obviously, something like like Apple. You know, if you go to Apple dot org uh, or Apple dot net, mm-hmm. um, you know, Apple dot net redirects to Apple, but Apple.org goes to something about genetic modification, famously. I mean, most people have seen really? this, which is like a spam page, you know, and and so there are a lot of people who are doing something like that to capitalize on it. And that, I think, was the big fear that back in the days when we used to build websites that my clients were always like, oh, we go, we got to get the .net, we got to get the .com, we got to, you know, because right. because if this if your business were to become successful enough, mm-hmm. then the squatter could take advantage of the fact I that people always will type did it that. in wrong. Anytime, anytime I bought a .com, I always bought the .net right. the dot, and the .org as well. Always. And there was very, it was very... Misspellings? Remember buying misspellings? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you'd get something where you'd have the S instead of the D in the name because, you know, people are going to fat finger it. Yeah, it's... um, But those things I don't think are as much of an issue. And it's like you said, a lot of people, (laughs) a lot of people browse by, by typing the domain or the name of the company into Google and click the first link that comes up. And that's the internet to them. And more and more, that's how things are going. You know, we all type stuff into the mobile safari bar and... It takes us where we want to go, and that's smarter. It's it's generally speaking, it's it's better. And I also think that people are accepting of pretty much any TLD these days. They are no longer, you know, like they don't frown upon a .net or a .org the way that if you didn't have a .com back in the old days, it's like you were a a runner up. You were a second Absolute, level company. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would I would say the the part that. Uh, the part of conventional wisdom that still at least feels true to me is that I don't even know what the parts of a domain name are called, but the the part where you've got a name dot something. I think of the dot something as the TLD, although I may not be using that, the top level domain. I don't know if I'm using that right, but you've got something 
dot com something dot net something dot you know again xyz these crazy ones you can go to hover just see how many crazy domains you can get yeah but uh, i still think it's very important to have a if if you and this is just basic white hat seo to have a name that when you type it in to google and hit enter you'll be on the first page of returns and that's why you know you get all these crazy like you take like a flicker like if somebody spells flicker right flicker will come up but you know but then you look at something like the the excellent um, content blocking app called Better, and it's I think it's Better dot X Y Z or dot F Y I. Is that right? F Y I. The thing is, it's really hard to find Better by searching for the word Better. Right. I was somebody was pointing out on a, another show I do that that um, Playboy magazine recently had an article about how um, um, millennials uh, don't like breasts as much as they used. Yeah, to. Yeah, I saw that article. <laughs> And a funny little piece of spot art with it was kind of creepy. So uh, without even really thinking about <laughs> I it, I the did spot what I art always was, was amazing. Yes, the t-shirt. <laughs> I, I, I did what I always do, and so here's what I did. I, I went, I went to my bar, and in this case, Chrome, and I typed Playboy breasts, and I, and I hit enter. Now, here's where you run into a little bit what I'm going to call namespace pollution. Uh-huh. It's like the first time you go like, oh, man, I heard this crazy thing about like you can get really cheap airline tickets to Germany and you go cheap airline tickets, Germany. Right. (laughs) You're going to go through so many pages of junk before. I mean, like it's going to be almost all junk, mostly. So, I mean, what you pick for the name, I think, is still really good. And you can be I, I still feel like you can be very clever about picking a name that will work irrespective of the dot whatever for 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 our friend. Was it M? Yes. I would say, you know, use it for your fun thing. Like, you know, better, or in this case, example.fm could be a fun name for an example being the, um, what's that called, Dan? With the dollar sign, the variable. Yeah. Example.fm could be a good name for like a podcast. But like once you put that podcast up, the company called Example is going to come at you hammer and tongs. They're not going to like that at all. As they should, by the way. I guess. I mean, maybe nothing will happen. Like, who really knows? But, like, I, I just seems like, I don't know. Friend, I would lay low on that one. I just feel like, you know, it's it's already clear that uh, that that they think that it's potentially wrong. And they are kind of aware, it sounds like, of the fact that there could be issues with this. If, and, if your notional idea for making money begins with you feeling anxiety and paranoia, <laughs> yeah. I would vet the idea very carefully before putting a lot of money into it. <laughs> very well said. <laughs> I totally agree. I, I I mean, if, if we, we should teach business classes, don't you think? <laughs> yeah. I think if you're nervous, if you're nervous that, that the damn thing could be illegal and you might get sued, then, then there's a pretty good chance you're right. And no matter it's what, just, like you said, getting into lawsuits is not. That's not something you want to do. No, no. It's just you don't. You don't want to do that. That's especially, not. That's not going to be. Yeah. Well, especially with the kind of and size of company that that the listener the size of example. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they've got lots of. They're an international company. They've got lots mm-hmm. of lawyers. Lots of them. Lots of mm-hmm. them. So. And so go easy, friend. Yeah. All right. Um, other quickies. Um, I, I have. I got more emails if you want them. I do too. I do too. We got to save some. Uh, and we're, we want to keep this around an hour. Yeah, I think so. I think that's a reasonable. Let me uh, let me do one, and then maybe we'll do a uh, something you like, and then we'll do one more after that from you. Yeah. Okay. I like this one because actually I think I kind of had an answer to this. Listener Paula writes. Uh, with a question about dealing with various currencies. And I thought this was an interesting question. And I liked it because for once I actually kind of have an answer. Listener Paula says, I'm currently experimenting with different ways of tracking my finances and expenses and thought I would email you with some sort of open question regarding this. Um, Being an international student, uh, name of university, having a partner uh, in another uh, name of university, originally coming from Germany, I have to deal with three different currencies – let me try this site site reading – British pound, US dollar, euro. On at least monthly basis. Mint and similar apps just don't handle this very well. It would be amazing to hear your thoughts on this. At the moment, I have a simple spending spreadsheet, which I update. Seems crude. I'm just not satisfied. Uh, Thank you, listener Paula. I don't know how to deal with the Mint slash Quicken problem. Um, In that case, I would just say you kind of feels like you kind of need to pick a currency and stick with it. 
and then do your own translations. I want to give you at least two or three potential solutions that I think are really cool. The second of which is my favorite. One is, I mean, like the really obvious one, especially if you have to share, is Google Sheets. And it, it's it's one could be forgiven for opening up Google Sheets, which is Google's spreadsheets online program. You could be forgiven for opening that up and going, eh, you know, cool, whatever. It's kind of like a hobbled Excel, whatever. But like Google Sheets is so powerful. Go and look up the document. This is very sexy. So get a, get a glass of wine and go read about all the kinds of formulas that you can use because there are so many formulas built into Google Sheets that are incredible. And then there are other ones you can buy. So I think you could probably do some fairly simple conversions with that, but I know for a fact that you can go out and, and purchase for relatively little money other formulas to use with it. And I don't know, man. I, I still find using spreadsheets because I don't have to do it for my real worky work. I still find using spreadsheets very satisfying. You know, for doing things like what ifs and and that kind of speculation. I would look into Google Sheets as one. Just if you like Google products, I think that's a good one. Mainly, I wanted to answer this because it gives me a chance to promote um, an app that I like a lot, which is called Solver. Mm-hmm. You've used Solver, yes. Solver is really neat. It works for, uh, again, I'm in the Apple ecosystem. It works on iOS. It works on your Mac desktop. And through something like iCloud sharing, it makes it very easy to sync up all these files. So what is this? Uh, And I created a little example here, actually, just for fun. So I created a new Solver document, and I named it Currency Sampler. So you start out typing really simple. On one line, I've typed balance equals $5,000. Really simple. That's line five in this. Now I can now it's basically it's like a spreadsheet it's like a spread almost like spreadsheet meets markdown it's just a very easy way to like do back of the envelope and more complex calculations without having to use an actual spreadsheet you can create variables you can use things like in this case various currencies which it keeps updated so in this one what I did was I'm not explaining this very well it's a neat app where you can go in and type something very close to natural language and have it produce results for you that are dynamic and updated So in this case, I said balance equals $5,000. And then I said, now I've created a label called euros, euros colon, referring to the result of line five, which I do just by clicking on that result, $5,000. I just say this amount, this variable in EUR. And then on the resulting line to the right, it says 4,254 euros. I do that in uh, pounds sterling, 3,887 pounds sterling. 547,400 Japanese yen, 295,230 rubles. And here's the neat part. It updates those for you. So it, like as the currencies change, it goes out and updates that amount without you having to do it manually. So I just think that's super cool. Um, there are other apps like this. This one I think is particularly good for money stuff. There are, another one I found was called, oh no, I think I put it in notes. Um, Magic Calculator is another pretty good one that's, that's for Mac. But uh, I would say, I would, you know, if it's tons and tons of information, I would consider doing it in Google Sheets and then using that power of those columns, you know, combined with some calculations to be able to do um, currency calculations inside would be my suggestion. But Solver is so cool and it's so fun. Lots of people who are way smarter and nerdier than me use this app just because it's if you don't want to open up a spreadsheet and deal with all that opacity, this is a very quick way to do back-of-the-envelope uh, calculations and speculations about if I sold this many units at this price over this time, like how much would that be? What else does it do? You got numbers. Oh, it'll pull in stocks, all kinds of variables. You could say, you know, eh, kilobytes, megabytes, bits, you name it. Silver. Wasn't that, wasn't that cheesy? I don't get paid for that. I just you don't get paid for by the Solver I don't get paid folks? for Solver. I should get them to pay me. That's weird. Yeah, okay. I get paid a lot by them just to just hmm. to use the software. I had no idea. Insert answer token. Answer palette. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Solver. It's in show notes, I think. Did I put Solver in? <gasps> Shame on me. I didn't put Solver did, in. I'll do you it. You didn't in. put Solver? I put in Magic Calculator, but not the Solver. <sighs> by Aqualia. Oh, my God. Aqualia. See, now that's a tough one. A-C-Q-U-A-L-I-A dot com. A-C-Q-U-A-L-I-A dot com. Solver. Uh, Dan, is there a chance that you have uh, one more thing that you like? I can tell you about Bombfell. Bombfell, wearing it now. Are you really? Well, okay, well, pause. What are you wearing? 
totes. I am wearing <laughs> clothes from two different sponsors right now, one of which is Bombfell. I'm wearing this very handsome sweater with with a zipper nice. and a cool little collar, and I look like the coolest dad in the world. And this is the one article – well, I actually have two articles of clothing that are unique, if that's possible, which is that every time I wear them, my wife says, that looks really good on you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She doesn't say that about these jeans, boy. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> that does not come up. Bombfell has done me right. They sent me stuff. That I, Dan, tell people how Bombfell works. Bombfell is an easier way for men to get better clothes. When you sign up, you don't pay any money because there are no fees uh, to work with them. You only pay for the clothes that you keep, and they're the only service that I know of that can make this claim. So if you're like me and you don't really enjoy shopping for clothing – Bombfell makes all of this easier. They're fully personalized. Every piece has been handpicked for you by your own stylist, a human being, a real person who is going to look at what you, uh, what your preferences are when you signed up and what your goals are for you, for the clothes that you're getting and pick something that's going to be personalized to you. Uh, they will email you these selections. You've got 48 hours to make any changes or just cancel everything. It's up to you. You're in total control. But you can say, yeah, I like this shirt you picked out. I like these jeans you picked out. I like this, uh, this jacket you picked out. Go ahead and send those. But I didn't like this other shirt, so don't send that. You only pay for what you order and you only pay for what you decide that is right for you. Though. That seems that really cheap. fair and reasonable to me, Dan. I think that's their that's their goal, and you can choose Very reasonable. You, you can choose how often you receive clothes, whether it's once a month, once every three months. You can pause it, you can cancel it, uh, you can even sign up for on behalf of your partner, so that if you wanna, if you're looking at your your partner and you're like, oh man, they they don't know how to dress, and I don't know how to dress, but I want both of us to dress better. Guess what? Now you're you're going to be able to do that, and mm. when you when you sign up, you tell them about yourself, you give them your measurements your style, and you can even set budget limits. So you can say, well, I know I don't want to spend more than X amount. And then you set up your order. You tell us what you want. Like, oh, I want a couple button-down shirts and I want a pair of jeans. And then you schedule where you want it. Or you can let them surprise you. They'll put it together and they'll send it for you. Like, really, it can be as hands-off as you want it to be. But what you know is that you're going to get something that is nice, it's new, and it's in style. Uh, and those things are very hard to accomplish, I think, if you're uh, if you're not like paying a lot of attention to trends in clothing, which I'm I'm not. Maybe maybe a lot of people like me are like me in that way. You get seven days to try it on, see if you like it, and they won't even charge your card until that time has passed. And then you just it's return. Like, it's like what, having a cool friend. But it's a cool friend who gets you. It's not somebody who's just trying to cool you up. It's <laughs> right. somebody who goes, you know, you look like a dork in that, but you look pretty good in this. Try this. Right. So I've done this and uh, I've, I've gotten a handful of shirts and I'm actually wearing uh, the jeans that I got from there because when I signed up, I said I want some short sleeve shirts. T-shirts are fine and I want some jeans and they did it and it's great. And these are one of my favorite pairs of jeans and I, I never would have gone out and gone to the trouble trying on all the different ones to find the style. They just did it for me, and it was great. So they're giving our listeners $25 off their first purchase. They need to go to Bombfell, B-O-M-B, Fell, F-E-L-L, bombfell.com slash back to work, and they'll get $25 off their first purchase, and it's great. So go there, check it out, bombfell.com slash back to work. Thanks, Bombfell. Puck, puck. Good job. Um... Did you have one more piece of uh, feedback you wanted to address? Yeah, let me, let me address it up. Or we can, or we can, we can move on to the. Yeah, move, uh, to the let's next move thing. on. Let's move on to the next. Let's thing. keep it bright and tight, and yeah. you can get uh, you can get one of your uh, gnomes working on editing this, so you can send it out to the nice people. Yeah. Anyway, we're back. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I'm sorry, we're back still in this episode. <laughs> and let's start we're over. back. <laughs> if you wanted to call in or for pets, you should have. Um, but uh, hey, it's, it's been a long time. It's nice to be back. Let's button this up. All right. I love you. Love you too, my man.